holy smokes, what a day in college football. What a day up in Mile High Stadium. Um, tonight, we are consuming and have been consuming Victory Scotch. Okay. Victory Scotch. Now, I got to hang on. Okay. You notice one thing right off the bat. Okay. Plastic cup. Yeah. Something is something is off with that. Now you're Something's moving, up. so I'll cut you a little slack. I'm but there's moving. also there ice no in glasses. It, so that's a that's a red flag for me. There is, but uh, you know, well, I went triple, and I, I had to have some ice, man. I had to splash that thing down, and uh, you know, get it going this way. But I do want to tell folks right off the bat, they were drinking Victory Scotch, but this is the first true meltdown show. We have done after an Aggie uh, football game, okay? Yeah. Despite the win, because the Casey, win. holy smokes, man, um, it was pretty touch and go today, to put it lightly. To, to, to put it lightly, and if and if you follow our Twitter feed, you'll see. I think I said like I'm not going anywhere near Tex Ags for weeks. I'm not doing. Man. Don't don't worry, Billy. I'll you'll still get my money. Okay, I'm just not gonna actually visit your website because you know Holy it's crap. that's cool right now. Uh, and for those <laughs> of was. you that don't know, if you haven't been watching, the genesis of this show was basically for us to sit here and yak and talk about all the crap that was being thrown around on Texags. Uh, but our last show was, or first show was what? Was that Arkansas? Or no, 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 no. Florida. It, it may have Florida. been Arkansas. But it, but it was it was after. It was after the loss to Alabama last year, and um, so we are undefeated since then. But, um, yeah, I'm certain there is a true meltdown happening on that website right now. And why yeah, is that? There's, there's got to be. Well, because the Aggies went up to Colorado, a place that has historically been extremely unkind to any sort of aspirations A&M has had of being a good football team. Uh, I've made a trip to Boulder. Uh, I still have memories of uh, Corey Pulling going up to uh, Boulder. I think the A&M football team was ranked fifth. I think it was back in, third. I think it was 93rd, third, third by that game in 1995. Yeah, and, and, and Leland, Leland was yes. the uh, Heisman Heisman runner. favorite. Yeah, and yeah. they spit the bit in Boulder. Um, it's, it's not a great place for A&M. And so, you know, we felt pretty confident going into this football game that we would win the game. Um, and then some things got pretty nuts on the second drive of the night. Uh, the starting quarterback Haynes King goes out of the game and look, A&M was not moving the ball with any sort of efficiency on those first two drives, but I think we'll get to that. Um, but when he left the game, Things went to hell in a handbasket very, very quickly. Uh, Zach Calzada had a very rough go uh, tonight. So, yeah, we're all breathing a big sigh of relief. Let's uh, let's start with Zach. I think we got to start there. Okay. Uh, why did Zach Calzada struggle so much in this football game, and why do we need to be extremely concerned going forward? Uh, well, I, you're getting. I think way out of my expertise there, except to say the guy didn't look ready. The moment looked a little big for him. Uh, the offensive line didn't do him any favors early. It wasn't bad. I saw a lot of that on Twitter. I disagree with that. It wasn't bad, but man, in that situation, that guy coming off the bench, you've 
you needed to be better to help him settle down. But uh, the game looked way too fast for him. Like that was that was not a good spot for him to come in and take his first meaningful snaps. Yeah. So look, Fox gave us a ton of great looks tonight at what Zach Calzada was seeing and the way that he was reacting to what he was seeing. And the most concerning thing to me, past you know, offensive line play, uh, receivers, whatever, was you could very clearly track his eyes on almost all of these passing plays. And Zach Calzada very rarely ever came off of a single read. When he snapped that ball, he was tracking one player out in the progression. And he went to that guy almost every single time. And it didn't matter if that guy was open or if he was covered. And, and that, that was guy, probably, they, <laughs> yeah, was the yeah. most concerning part guy, of it for me. Me, me, me too as well. Um, and, and that guy you're talking about, uh, you know, Chase Lane, the, the, frankly, the guy on the team that probably gets the least amount of separation. Yeah. And look, oh, uh, and oh, get in there, get in there. Oh, we're watching oh. a beautiful thing in the background, and we will get to that. <laughs> we, yeah, us. we'll get to that. We're going to get to that. It's a little Malik Hornsby action. <laughs> oh, okay. oh, Malik. Yeah, you're getting in my on guy. it tonight. My guy, Malik but look, Hornsby. So you mentioned Chase Lane, but it wasn't just Chase. And it wasn't just him targeting Chase Lane over the middle no. or forcing the football. Almost every play, he was, you know, he'd hone in on Wiedermeyer, and that ball was going to Wiedermeyer no matter what or Chase Lane, uh-huh. or Anias, there was not movement in the progression, and right. it almost cost us the game. You know, we he made just enough plays down the stretch. We'll get to that. Um, there were some moments later in the game where he started dumping the ball into the flat with tremendous impact, started moving the ball that way. Uh, and that actually leads me to the second most concerning part about uh, Calzada tonight is actually the way Jimbo called the game when he came in. And, I, you know, there's a lot of controversy out on Twitter tonight, um, but I felt like Jimbo did him no favors. I thought those swing passes weren't really there in the the, the play calling early, and we we gave up on the run. I mean, there were so many possessions where we just flat out threw it every time. And – even against six-man fronts, and I know Colorado has some big bodies up front, but dang it, man, in that kind of a game where your defense is playing like it is, you ought to be leaning on that run game. You ought to be trying to wear them down and give your quarterback a chance, and I was really frustrated by that. I was frustrated by it as well, and I'll I'll get to that. I want to back up just a second because something we didn't get to in our Kent State review that I wanted to talk about is that it was pretty clear that Jimbo said, you know what, Haynes is my guy. We need him to make plays if this season is going to be what we think it can be. And so yes. we could have ground Kent State into dust if we wanted to. And he said, no, I'm going to keep putting Haynes in situations. Uh, I'm going to get him in a groove. And we're going to figure this out. And it's going to pay dividends down the road uh, with Haynes. And I think that was fine against Kent State. Um, there's, you know, people on Twitter or whatever have more or less said, you know, that's Jimbo's philosophy here. And I, I disagree with it to a certain extent on the road when the guy hasn't yeah. been getting the number one snaps um, against a power five opponent. Okay. It's, it's a completely different situation. 
And, and I want to be clear, like, I am not suggesting at all that we should have come out and just been handed to Spiller a chain, Spiller a chain, Anaya Spiller a chain, right? Agreed. I'm not yep, saying not that at all. all. Uh, but you could have taken the pressure off of Zach Calzada and uh, by running the ball a little bit more and still demonstrated faith in him because – I, if, if Jimbo's saying, I got to ride or die with this guy, I completely agree we were going to win or lose that game based on how Zach played. And let's be completely fair, Zach led two touchdown drives at the end of that game, right? You know, the one he, he did through, he through did. the end zone. Um, but, uh, and, so, and so that's fine. I just would have liked to have seen Jimbo take it a little easier on his – quarterback making taking his first meaningful snaps on the road in that atmosphere yeah absolutely I mean there were so many possessions where we're throwing on first down and and it didn't work and so now you're you're throwing on second down and maybe you pick up something but there was way too many third and longs it just it just seemed like when he needed that offensive line and he needed those incredible running backs we weren't giving it to him to set him up for success, and you know there are multiples of that possessions where yeah we never we never ran the ball, and uh, you know I I did I was proud of the kid for sticking in there. I mean at one point I, I was joking about this earlier. I, I was legitimately concerned, he, you know, especially after the fumble into the end zone, trying to make a play, trying to win the ball game. It doesn't work out. Dude, that kid honestly kid psyched. I, I thought it was over because I yeah I just didn't I hadn't seen enough. It felt like four yards was forty yards the entire game, and I thought, oh my gosh, this kid, this kid may not get on the bus to go home, right? <laughs> like mm-hmm. that kind of stuff can really wreck you. But he he did stick with it. Um, he did make some plays uh, down the stretch to win the game ultimately. Uh, and I and I I will tell you who my hero of the game was though on offense tonight uh, was Isaiah Spiller uh, <laughs> yeah. miraculously not running the football, but he made two yeah. incredible catches, big time catches. Two. Yep. The mm-hmm. you know the first one he made on a, it was a third down had to have it um, was an incredible catch with a guy right in his face all over him and he held onto the football got the first down and then to catch that ball in the end zone which. By the way, was a beautiful pass. Okay. Uh-huh. Calzada rolling out to his left, lofting one across his body into the end across zone. Across his body, on the move. That was it was beautiful, time. man. It was um it was poetic, to be honest, for a kid who really, really struggled. And uh I'm happy that he was able to get the win. Uh and that, uh, you know, my goodness. Maybe we'll get to this in a little bit. Uh where we go from here, if it's Calzada, okay, yeah, uh, and Jimbo's got to got to get him ready to go very quickly. Uh, but the real reason A and M won the football game tonight was because the defense played at an elite level. Elite. That was something we haven't seen in a long time around here. I, I didn't right. hear it on television, but the, the crowd should have been chanting Wrecking Crew uh, still three hours after the game was over. That was incredible. Um, it and was. I, we were all frustrated with the defense early, right? Because 
obviously Colorado was rushing for a lot of yards early in the first half. Um, I think there's a lot that goes into that. The offensive futility that was going on on A&M side played a huge part in that. Uh, and then it was some young guys not staying disciplined. That was a big part of it as well, um, opening up run lanes. Uh, but you could tell when Calzada came in, uh, there was a point where, you know, I think they realized, okay, we're going to have to step up in a big way. And they did. And by all reports, you know, they were more or less saying that to Zach on the sideline in the second half saying, look, we've got you. Right. Just go get us a touchdown. That's all we need. And we'll, we'll hold them. Right. And, and, you know, look, they gave up. uh, And by the way, are we, are we live on Twitter? Is that link out there? I sent out the link. Yeah. The link is on Twitter. All right. Just making sure. Not that anybody's watching, but you know what? Hey, it's there guys. We're enjoying ourselves. Come, uh, come pile on. Would love to see some uh, comments out there. Yeah, look, 130 yards they gave up in the first quarter. Uh, and things weren't looking great. It, it was interesting because they were getting penetration. The, the the defensive line was getting some push, okay? And that was great. I, I felt like uh, a lot of misdirection was happening behind the line of scrimmage. I thought the quarterback for Colorado did an amazing job sort of hiding what his intent was on the handoffs. Um, you could see guys reacting to that. They didn't quite know where the ball was, and we were giving up some yards. Uh, what we saw as the game went on was that defensive line starting to completely overpower uh, what Colorado was trying to do. And uh, the the play of the game was the fourth, fourth down stop uh, inside the five-yard line. Uh, huge play, okay? It changed the, it sort of changed the tone completely uh, because Colorado actually got the ball back before the half again, mm-hmm. and they got stopped again. Uh, I think it was another fourth. If I remember right, it was another fourth down play, but they had back-to-back stops on our side of the field, kept Colorado out of the end zone, mm-hmm. um, and then picked that up in the second half and just wreaked havoc. Just wreaked havoc on them. Yeah, and let's not forget also after that, uh, but before the end of the half, the drive AM had to go get uh, three points that at the time we were very disappointed in, but proved to be the difference in the game. I thought for a defense that was clearly gassed, but was starting to kind of figure it out and then made a big stop, you needed to go put together a drive for this. Right, absolutely. Um, or you may have broken their will if you don't do that. If you, they have to go out there and do it again, it could be a completely different football game. It could have been. And I, and I was real, you know, so the defensive line set the tone early. They started generating momentum. And then you saw some really impressive linebacker play. Uh, the secondary started making plays. And one guy in particular, because my defensive MVP for this football game mm. was number 27, Antonio Johnson. Yeah, he was everywhere. Everywhere. Uh, yeah. Playing a ton of nickel. Uh, might even have been pure corner at some times. Sometimes. Um, he was fantastic. I, we've seen him flash. He flashed mm-hmm. all last year when he got action, right? He'd show yeah. up. When he was on the field, he he showed up. Yep. And uh, showed up last week okay, in limited action. Uh, really played a fantastic football game. And I thought he set the tone. Uh, for the secondary. 
you know. So he, he was fantastic. Really, really impressive night for him. I agree. Let's let's also point out that uh, I think we saw Jalen Jones one time on the screen. Uh, yes. Which is kind of one more time than we saw him last week against Kent State. Because uh, that dude is so solid and locks down his side so much. The only time you saw him today is when they were dumb enough to throw his direction. And he kind of should have had a pick six, but instead should've. easily knocked that ball down. Yeah, I, I think if he had that playback, he would have scored a uh, yeah. scored a touchdown for sure. I mean, he had it dead to rights. Um, <laughs> anyway, yeah, he. You're right, Jalen Jones, fantastic. Uh, there wasn't a whole lot going on on the other side of the field away from him tonight either. Uh, that's two games in a row that the opponent has failed to pass for a hundred yards. Okay, uh, that is crazy. Everybody, that's a crazy. Is this stat. 1971 People, or 2021? Listen, we talked about it last week. Kent State is a yardage machine. Today, Mm -hmm. 700 yards. Okay? They picked up right where they were last year. And I know that they're they're playing VMI. 700 yards is an incredible number. And, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, they did it in the air. They did it on the ground. Uh, For us to hold an opponent two weeks in a row under 100 is saying something. So, you know, the defense was just awesome and you know (laughs) this is what's interesting to me okay because here's what's going to happen uh with the national narrative right and i I just tweeted this out go find us at meltdown ags you look at a team like notre dame notre dame at home today against toledo all right they won by three 30 32 29 okay at home with their starting quarterback all right but nationally, the way people perceive that is going to be radically different than AM going on the road, winning a nasty game defensively, nasty, just overwhelming with their defense, with their backup quarterback completely shaky, but they managed to get it done. And the, the perception will, will be radically different. And I think it will, you'll see it in the way the voters react and all of that. And look, we don't have to worry about that. I'm just saying. People should not be too upset about this football game because, you know, at least not tonight. Well, at least not tonight. I I think there are genuine concerns going forward. Nothing is definitive, but it sounds like Haynes might be done for the year. And if that's the case, Alzada has got a lot of growing up to do in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, you know, to people's point saying, hey, Jimbo had to have faith in his guy and get him ready. Uh, he, It did seem like he was starting to, to figure things out or at least settle down. And so, you know, we've got uh, what should be a fairly yeah. easy opponent coming in next week. Hopefully he can do that. But for the rest of the season, I, I don't know how you're not worried about that. But anyway, we, we can worry about that later. I mean, do you want to? You want to go around the rest of the college football world now, or you got anything else to say about Colorado? Or yeah, look, I don't, I don't think I really do uh, about Colorado. Uh, I think you know it, the only other thing I'd like to say is twelfth man showed up in Denver today. Yep. They were incredible, you guys. If you were at the game, we could hear you loud and proud uh, on the yep. television. Um, I was supposed to I be up a good there. Good fight. Yeah, didn't make it. That's okay. 
Um, fighting a good fight and against the, uh, the trashiest fan base in America. Let's they, point that out. They are absolutely yeah. one of They're the worst fan bases I've ever come across. And I, you know, look, I've been to tech, uh, I've been to OU, uh, I've been, you know, quite a few places, uh, to watch the Aggies play. And I've never experienced what I experienced when I went up to uh, Boulder, mm-hmm. which is saying something. So, you know, glad everybody got to walk out of there and, uh, with their heads held high and enjoyed a good trip up to some cooler weather. So let's pivot. Let's talk about college football. Where do you want to start in the college football world today? Well, let's start by saying what I said last week is that in week one, quarterbacks making their first start. Um, Let's not overreact too much. Uh, We spend way too much time giving teams credit for what happened last year and a and is bidding from that benefiting from that. Let's, let's be honest, but, but still um, last week we thought Miami was awesome. They're struggling against app state right now, or we didn't think, I'm sorry. We didn't think Miami was awesome, but um, Alabama got a ton of credit for beating Miami the way they did. And now Miami's looking pedestrian against app state. Um <laughs> We said that there was major concerns at Iowa State, and they didn't look very good today against Iowa. Um, you know, know. we're so we low, right now. Let's, I don't want to get too far ahead of. of Let, let's talk about Iowa. Iowa State. I, I've got. I mean, I've got some opinions there because I, I felt like Iowa State uh, was going to get pummeled last week after their narrow victory, and they did. They dropped quite significantly. I think four spots in one poll, at least. Um, I thought, you know, OU deserved uh, the same treatment or worse. Um, you know, we'll see what happens to A&M in the polls. Because like I said, you know, perception's going to be very interesting. Uh, but I was not impressed last week with Iowa State. Strangely enough, I, I thought they actually played okay today against Iowa. The score, the final score, Iowa won. And they they won that game, and they won it their way, and they deserved to win. They were the better football team. Um, But that was a real grinded-out physical football game. I see. They look very I was impressed. I was just impressed with Iowa State. More impressed this week than I was last week. Okay. And, you know what, they will – and look, in the league they play in, they're going to be tough. So, you know, we'll sure. see how they bounce back. And Iowa's going to get a bump up in the polls. Uh, sure. And if Iowa State goes off and, you know, wins six or seven in a row, uh, that loss isn't going to look too bad for them, to be honest. Well, I think where I was going is that, uh, you know, Notre Dame came out last week replacing a quarterback, got a ton of credit for barely scraping by a Florida State team. Um that started most of the game with apparently their best quarterback on the bench, um, but hasn't been very good. It hasn't really given us any reason to think they're good yet, except they beat the supposed top 15 team or whatever, looked good, right? For some reason, some teams get the benefit of that that we don't. They looked good in losing to um, you know, Notre Dame last week, and now Notre Dame – Needing a touchdown inside of two minutes to beat Toledo right. at home today. Yes. Yeah. At full strength. So, uh, 
at full strength. Yeah. So, yeah, whatever. Still, you know, just let's go figure this out. Um, the other big game of the day started out the day. We, uh-huh. we mentioned it earlier. Ohio State at the big house. And Oregon comes all the way across the country, uh, plays the, the early kickoff, okay, really early for them. By the way, that's a breakfast uh, game. That ain't that ain't even brunch. That's straight up breakfast for them. And they pull off the upset. They, they. I don't know if they looked great, uh, but they. Just, I had huge concerns with Ohio State after that first week because I didn't see a whole lot out of their quarterback that I thought was elite. Um, again, first you know first game, new quarterback, right? Yeah. Just like a, just like A and M. And against Minnesota on the road, didn't look great. They got the win. I just didn't see, I didn't see elite quarterback play, and I, and I, we saw it again today. Uh, there was way too many mistakes, just bad passes, and um, Oregon got the win, and they will skyrocket up the rankings off yeah. of that win. Um, As well, look, they should. I think so. You know, they struggled against Fresno State, but they got it done today. In week two, and uh, they'll be the beneficiary of that for sure. What else did you see out there that you thought was uh, interesting or noteworthy looking across college football? I don't know. You want to go to the other team that got a little run off of their uh, supposed top 25 win last week with their uh, freshman quarterback? Do you want to go there? Oh, man. Are you, are you, are you talking about Texas? Maybe I am talking about Texas. Texas, the Longhorns that uh, this was their first SEC game was tonight. Yep, up in Fayetteville. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, we enjoyed. This I don't one, know. Oh man, we enjoyed it so much. It was. Uh, I saw Ooh. multiple tweets out there uh, that this game for Aggie fans especially was borderline erotic. To quote, uh, there was nothing borderline about that one. In fact, I had that text <laughs> ready to go to my buddy, uh, mm. my buddy Sean. I, I doubt he listens, but I'll, I'll, I've got to tell him. Um, wow. So, so I gotta, I, folks, <laughs> he's, I'm not he's breaking news here. Anyway, I'm not breaking news no. here. But the Longhorns went up to Fayetteville tonight, and they walked into a hornet's nest. And I, I tried to warn. I don't have a lot of Longhorn friends. Try to keep that list pretty short. Okay. I tried to warn (laughs) them. I said, listen, listen, here's the deal. Okay. They hate you. They hate you so much. All right. Because they remember just like everybody else that knows you, they hate you. All right. And there's, there's a lot of pent up hate going on here. You're walking into bedlam. They want to beat you so bad. And, you know, the rebuttal was, oh, well, I, th- I kind of figured A&M would simmer all that down. I'm like, no, 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 no. We're, we're just a proxy. We're just a proxy for the hate and the angst that they feel for you. And, you know, the A&M-Arkansas rivalry is not a rivalry because we haven't lost to them yet. Okay? Uh, they don't yeah. even really show up to that game anymore in Dallas. They don't want to make that six-hour drive down to Jerry World. Okay, They're so, going to be there this year. I can tell you that. But, but – Arkansas looked at this year's schedule and said, whoa, oh, now those guys right there, okay, we haven't been able to beat A&M, but we can take these guys back behind the barn, and boy, did they tonight, big time, mm. over 300 yards rushing, I think they got, I'm, I got to look this up, I bet they got close to 350, 
I bet they did. 40 points. 40 points to Arkansas. And boy, were the Horn fans chirping while we were struggling oh. on the road. Yeah. Uh, they, like all Horn fans do, walked into Fayetteville uh, with a big old sack of delusion um, about their program. I saw a lot of Twitter reaction from like journalists, right? Just kind of being like, man, what's going on with Texas? Someone explain to me why they're getting whipped in the trenches so badly. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, to which I said, I don't know. It's it's almost like everything that you hear about that program is like a total lie. It's like just complete and utter bullshit. Complete. But whatever. It, yeah. They, they yeah. don't have the horses in the trenches. They're not acquiring them in recruiting right now. And they went up and they played the worst team uh, in the SEC West. I, look, I, we shouldn't go no, too, I don't think too deep so. on Arkansas because, yeah, no. I, I do. Yeah, I think that's fair. That's not. That's not accurate. Not accurate. Well, it's like it's like I told the, the lone horn that I interact with, which is different from the one you were talking about earlier. That that uh, Arkansas is dangerous. You should be way more worried about Arkansas than Louisiana. They laughed yes. at me for that. Um, what Sam Pittman's got them doing right now is that they're bought in and they are disciplined. And yes, you know, uh, A&M's more talented than Arkansas and better than Arkansas. Or I would have thought that prior to this game, right? Um, but but uh, yeah. Arkansas is not about- going to give it to you like no, like other teams. Well, the thing about Arkansas is, is every year that we've played them, every single year, Arkansas looks like an SEC West team. Right. They're big. They're big. They're strong. They've always had a, you know, a, a big, strong quarterback, too, that can take a lot of hits, uh, can mm-hmm. beat you on any given weekend. But they've just never been able to put it together. And, and they, don't re- they don't recruit the same level of talent, but they do have size and strength. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, the – the difference is they're not getting the four and five star guys anymore. Uh, and they really haven't for a long, long time. But like you said, with, with a new coaching staff, they become much more disciplined, much more capable. And we actually saw that last year. And so, yeah, I mean, I, I was not surprised at all about what happened tonight. I really wasn't. Um, I am concerned that we play them in two weeks mm-hmm. and, you know, uh, going back to what we were talking about earlier, um, but you know, I'm not done dancing on Texas's grave tonight because this is the meltdown show and that's what we do, man, we can do this. We can do this all night. Um, it's going to be that all night. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I will tell you, I thought that Texas started the wrong quarterback last week and I thought they started the wrong quarterback this week. Um, you know, I'm not in practice every day, but I saw what that kid has done every time he stepped on the field. Casey Thompson, and I thought he moved the ball really well when he got uh, got the chance tonight. So, mm-hmm. you know, it'll be really interesting to see what happens down there uh, going forward. Uh, but, yeah, you had your chance. You talked a lot of smack. Uh, you went against the lower-tier teams, one of the lower-tier teams in the SEC West, and uh, you completely got out physical, completely. And I hope folks, uh, you know, there is no such thing as a, a as humble pie, 
for Texas, no. Texas fans. There will no. there will be no oh you know at least not publicly. You can see it on no. their boards. You know oh maybe we should go to the AAC instead of the SEC. Blah blah blah. No, that'll last for about four hours, and then they'll just be right back at it, trying to rub our noses on a you know in it on a three point win and everything else. Right. But there yeah. there is no self awareness in that None. fan base. None. There's not. Uh, so glad you got that top 25 win under Sark, uh, you know, last week, congrats. Um, but as I said earlier, this is the, the worst loss of the Bama dynasty so far uh, <laughs> for, for Steve Sarkeesian. So, you know, pretty rough, pretty rough go tonight. Um, congrats to Arkansas. They stormed the field, tore down the goalposts, had a good old time. Did uh, they? I didn't see they that. Absolutely, they absolutely did, and they deserve it. So. They, just, they do deserve it. Horns down. There was a lot of that in the stands. A lot of uh, tuck fexes going on. And was there any penalties? Uh, oh, I didn't see any penalties. That's so strange. Huh. New league, new rules, I guess. So whatever. Maybe we should have let them in this year. All right. That's 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 enough around the world college football because, and somebody mentioned it in the chat. Uh. Thank God we play New Mexico next week. Man. Yeah. It's a, a second warm-up game for what we feel like will be uh, Zach Calzada's first start. Based on what we saw last uh, early in the game and Haynes on the sidelines. So, Sounds that way. Boot and crutches. So, yep. you know, boy, he's going to need it. We've got to get him ready. And, you know, it certainly would change the trajectory of the season I, based on what I saw tonight. I, I think, you know, there was all this talk about a real quarterback competition in fall camp. I never felt like that was really the case. And, you know, people laugh at that. Some people, you know, in high places. But um, when it comes down to decision making, it's not arm strength. It's not accuracy. Uh, it just comes down to being able to, to process and run the offense and, there's a there's a pretty big gap between the two based on uh, all the evidence, and we got to get Zach ready to roll. He's got to get time with the ones, uh, and I'm uh, the other big big frustration for me was that those five guys that caught a pass on the first uh, drive last week are still the only five, and uh, that is extremely aggravating, and. Uh, you know, there were some guys that rotated in, and I I like to believe that if Haynes had been playing, that some of those guys might have gotten targeted because they were open. Yeah. Um, and, and look, I like to believe probably, that as well. And that, look, you know, that's dogging the guys that are out there a little bit too much because there were several possessions tonight where when you, you see the replay, there are players open. And uh-huh. they were not being targeted. If you get through the progression, some guys should have gotten some throws their way, and they could have made them and made some plays and moved chains. Um, so it's not completely, you know, I'm not dogging them. But, man, there were some times tonight in that kind of football game where you just need to throw it deep to DeMond Demas or get the ball downfield, even to Caleb Chapman, and let them try to make a play to get something going. Uh-huh. And, um there are guys on this football team that can do it, and they're just not getting the chance, and that's frustrating. Dead I agree. Dead air. 
Yeah. Oh, right. He, no, oh, right. I just, yeah, Good I radio. agree. No, awesome. I, yeah, I, I do think you're right that, uh, Jimbo said in his press conference, the plan this week is we were going to have to throw a lot. We heard a lot in the, in the lead up that we were going to see more from Demond Demas and, um, man, you know, going back to the point later or, or earlier of, we could have helped out our quarterback a little bit more uh, with the run game. Yes. But we also, I think could have tried to force the ball downfield a little bit more to the, the kind of 50, 50 balls to guys like yes. that to just kind of help that guy. And yeah. And still, Frank, still no Baylor cup, right? Yeah. No Baylor he's not cup. Out there. We tried to go down the sideline to Chapman one time, almost pulled down a 50, 50 ball, no Baylor cup. Um, Demas, like you said, got in but wasn't targeted. I, I have kind of had it with Chase Lane. Um, I know that's kind yeah, of rough because that is rough. He's not creating a separate. He didn't create it today. They were extremely no. physical with him uh, yeah. in the middle of the field, and yeah. the, you know, I could I could argue that there were several times. Um, a cornerback draped on a guy like that gets a flag, but why are we throwing mm-hmm. the football there? Why? And uh, he, you know, he's known for making really tough catches, and I do think that's why he's out there. And Jimbo specifically called out Chase Lane last week as having a fantastic football game, mm-hmm. doing things that we don't see or we don't notice. Um, I guess I have to trust him there, but yeah, um, it was today he did was make not some his tough day to catches shine. today. He, he made did. tough catches today. Um, he just has when, to make tough catches all the time. Yeah, because he was blanketed the entire day. Um, right. And maybe we're not helping him out with play calling. Maybe we're not. Um, maybe uh, the variety of routes that he's running is not there. And so they are sitting on the slant. Maybe that has to do with uh calzada and not the play calling i don't know but uh it was frustrating to watch i even think was you said at one point like if he's gonna lock into him and force him off force the ball to him like that when he is blanketed then maybe we should just take him off the field and take that option away from zach because he can't seem to come off of it yeah yeah and then yeah I mean, there's some other examples. Um, I love Anias. Um, I don't think he belongs on punt return. And, you know, he had the big mistake last week. No mistakes in the punt return game this week. Uh, but doesn't – he's not – he doesn't have the speed necessary uh, to do anything other than to catch that ball and get 10, 15 yards. I, I was pretty disappointed there. I, I would love to see a heel Keith Brown back there. Would love right. to see that. And, I, the, you know, Jimbo – uh, you get a little stubborn with some of these things. Yeah. That's pretty clear. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, he, you got to do everything exactly right to get your time on the field. Um, and that's rough because there's some dudes that are gamers and we're not getting to find that out. Right. So uh, some dudes, you know, yeah, you know, practice isn't perfect, but some, they get under the lights, they do big things. And, uh, you know, that's kind of frustrating. Yeah, it is frustrating. I can kind of see it either way. My fear is that that mentality is going to get even worse now. Yeah. 
as we go forward, like we're going to be trying to protect this guy at quarterback so much that we won't trust anyone that might make a mistake. Yep. Yeah. No, yeah, we definitely saw that some last year uh, until things really got going with the running game. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, well, rough one today. Uh, You know, the last game that was like this was that Nebraska 9-6 type football game that we won at home. But this one didn't feel anything like that. You know, that thing was kind of a total defensive struggle, thing of beauty, iron on iron. It felt like elite defenses. And not yes. offensive incompetence. Yeah, I mean, is... we had the elite. I felt like we had the elite defense. I mean, if you're a Buffs fan, maybe you feel a little different. Um, but when you see that kind of physical dominance up front, I think that paints a different picture. But yeah, on our side of the ball, you know, it was a lot of just a lot of really bad, a lot of really bad play. A lot. So you know. We'll see where we go from here, man. But I think that's about all I got for the night. Let's see uh, what happens to Haynes King, uh, what the story is there, and then we'll figure out the rest. As uh, somebody texted me tonight who played college ball, they said, yeah, go get on the bus, figure out the rest later, man. Take the win. Ags win 10-7 to at Meltdown Ags. Share it. Get us some views. Big suey. Woo! Pig suey. Is that so, how you, I don't know how to do it. <laughs>